Oh, you guys, you're here. It's Comedy Film Nerds episode 493. Graham, welcome back. Thank you. I feel like you've been gone for like six months. It really feels like I was gone a long, long <laughs> yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I was uh, through Australia. Well, with the time difference, you know, when I'm traveling to Australia, you lose like six months. Well, I'm 97 years old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the thing is I'm 97 years old, but yeah. I haven't aged. You look yeah. terrific. The, thank you so much. That's what time travel does for yeah. you. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, really it nice. I've, does nice things to your skin. Thank mm-hmm. you. I've seen yeah. the future. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, pretty grim. Yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling it was going that no, way. I, yeah. You might be looking at the present. So. Yeah. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. what yeah. happened. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so, yeah, so it was, it was a good time? It was great. Uh, mm-hmm. The shows were fantastic. And I'm telling you, at every... Now, this is the Progressive Comedy Tour show, so it's all these you know Australian lefties coming out to mm-hmm. our shows. <laughs> but at every single show, there was at least one comedy film nerd fan awesome who said they all said the same thing mm-hmm. i'm sorry you guys are ending mm-hmm. i understand why but mm-hmm. i just wanted to come thank you because you've helped me get through all this stuff or you helped me my commute and i've been listening to you for years in australia and they made a point of coming out to the show Aww, just that's to tell awesome. me that that's so cool like it was really mm-hmm. like uh, and so you know thank you so much to the australian fans mm-hmm. um, you've helped me Yes, yeah. they've been fantastic. Look at me. Look at me now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you took a tiny orphan, <laughs> made him into a man. <laughs> right through the earbuds. It really did. It really did. So, I mean, it was cool. I got to see C.J. Johnson. I had dinner with oh, him. Oh, yeah. Which was fantastic to see. Uh, he's doing well. Uh, Alice Frazier, I saw her. Mm-hmm. She actually opened up for us our show in Sydney. That's great. And I saw Will Anderson. I did his Will Willosophy podcast, mm-hmm. which I would listen to because we talk a little bit about, <clears throat> you know, why the show's ending, why the podcast festival, and you know, we talked about that era. It was a yeah, you know, and moment Will, in time. Will said it when we interviewed him for Earbuds, which would be five years ago now. Mm-hmm. He said either. This is going to, you know, podcasting is going to go away or it's going to become this big corporate thing or something. It's going to change. And either way, this movie is going to just be a like a a snapshot in time yeah. of yes. this like early podcasting. For sure. And what it was. And we we're like, yeah, that was absolutely true. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, the festival the reason he and I are friends is because of the festival. Same yep. with Alice Frazier. Yeah. It's because yeah. they came to the festival. That's how I met them, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, it was really, it was really cool. I mean, it was just beautiful being in Australia. I mm. mean, you surf. I surfed. Yes, I did. <laughs> did I, you save any koalas? I did. I saved three. Um, and with your surfboard. With my surfboard. Yes, I rescued them. I did a surf koala surf rescue. <laughs> um, I want to see that picture. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> so do I. Uh, yeah, it was it was really cool. I mean, they're dealing with with yeah brush fires over really? there it's pretty gnarly yeah. man mm-hmm. i was like uh i was at bondi beach last week and we it was in we could smell it and i was yeah. like i woke up and i went oh i know this smell yeah yeah from being in la yeah <laughs> um and so it was you know people were like are you scared about going there i go there was fires five miles are from my kidding? house like, yeah yeah i just drove through the sepulveda pass where yeah. it's seared where it was on literally that. on fire yeah mm-hmm. yeah i live in a fire yeah, <laughs> you know, so it was it was awesome, and and again, thanks again to all the comedy film nerd fans that came out and and listened to the show and all that stuff. It was really it was really cool. Very one cool. Guy, I, I've sold a couple of books. Awesome. You know, but one guy, our last show in Perth, he goes, I had one comedy film nerd book left, mm-hmm. and he goes, Can I? I want to really want to get that book and buy it. Mm-hmm. I said, You got it. So Fantastic. It was, it was it was really awesome. So awesome. Very cool. Well, um, you know, we, um, we've held down the fort while you were gone. Yes. <laughs> Multiple episodes, but uh, we are back. And one of the, you know, now that we only have a couple of episodes left, wanted to start getting some of the, uh, um, the OGs back on the show. <laughs> the, uh, the ones that kind of started The only with time us. that's yeah. ever been said yeah, about Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. <laughs> People that... When you uh, think Matt yeah, Weinhold, yeah, you yeah, think yeah. OG. You Absolutely. think gangster. Yeah. You, yeah. Think, yeah. you think street. <laughs> yeah. Thug life. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Genre life, genre gangster. Prison time. Neck tattoos. Oh, yeah, man. So, I only <laughs> shop at like the real ghetto gap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you bet you've been with this us writing since the, for us, since the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were, I'll never forget. 
<laughs> Here we go. The- <laughs> oh, you're in so much trouble. <laughs> I've had an axe to grind with you, you <laughs> son of a bitch. No. I felt it. I remember the first year we started doing this podcast, we did like a live show or two at the Hollywood Improv. Mm-hmm. Um, before it became the lab and that bar, uh-huh. that was right, just right. that yeah, annex yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. that was. And we did a live show and the new Star Trek movie had come out that we were all excited for. Oh, I remember and that. Matt mm-hmm. went on stage and fucking ripped it apart in yeah. the funniest way yeah. possible. Piece you, by piece. Piece by piece. And we were in the back of the room going, man, that's Frame hilarious. by frame. Frame by frame <laughs> saying that... Uh, a space drill. Chris, I remember space that. drill. You made fun of Chris Pine's yeah. um, Captain Kirk. You're like, I can't believe... After watching this one, how did you put it? That like William Shatner was like a more downplayed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so goddamn funny, and it was mm. such a like. I remember Chris Hardwick afterward. I think he was there. Right. He mm-hmm. came up and just like tore into me. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Not in a, a terrible way, but it was funny. It was like, uh, yeah, it's amazing the lines that people draw with that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny. And I was like, it was, we had just started doing the podcast. We were maybe five, six months in. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is going to be. This is going to be good entertainment. It's great when we all agree a movie's sure. great or we mm-hmm. all hate it together. Right. But when someone comes on the show and goes, "No, I have a different, yeah. I have a different well, take yeah. on I, this," I would recommend everyone who wasn't at that show to uh, do a search on the Comedy Film Nerds website and pull up Matt's article because it's a rather lengthy yes. uh, no. screed on the uh, the original. Yeah, I'm Star still Trek angry. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it was literally ten years but, later. But, but what's fascinating too is Matt. He doesn't just get angry about it. He tells you why you should be angry too yeah and it's point by point it's scene by scene and you know for someone who liked the first film like oh he made a lot of good I, points. I, I, yeah, yeah. The same way. I thought that there was, was fun of that yeah, listen yeah. to man i was like eh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah maybe I, I, I am not deaf to the fact that i am also full of shit you know what i mean like like there are other movies where i would go like oh that worked for me you know and uh and i have no leg to stand on right <laughs> Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for working with us for the last ten years. Yes, it's I'm always a pleasure. To Largely be with you for guys. free. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm paid in love and enjoyment. Oh, yes. Yes. aren't you a little angel? <laughs> um, so, want to get into some movies? Let's do it. Uh, well, I saw Frozen two over the weekend, and uh, with a lot of families. There was a one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, it's, okay. It was years ago. And uh, I am a little surprised. It did very well, made a lot of money, but I really thought this would, was going to be like a Jurassic Park, like, uh, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, and it was just be like a juggernaut, like a quick to go to a billion dollars. It's it's doing well and making a lot of money, but it's not in that category or think, class. I mean, the first one obviously did really well. Yes. I know you and your family yeah. loved it. So Phenomena. Sure there was a lot yeah. of hype. Absolutely. For great yeah. songs, I'm great told. Songs, right? yeah, great yeah. songs, yeah, yeah. And uh, inspired music, too. Right. Like, really great all okay. the way around. But uh-huh. it just, for some reason, I don't, I didn't feel the overwhelming, oh, it's here we go. Mm-hmm. I think the, even the first one had more hype around it than the yes. second one. And, uh, and after I see it, after, after I saw it, I'm like, oh, I know why. I know why they couldn't market this properly because uh if you look at any of the frozen two trailers um they don't tell you a lot and at first i was giving them the benefit of the doubt thinking all right there's going to be a lot of shit that happens and uh is it like a they're john keeping wick it like, they're keeping it like a <laughs> revenge story yeah. payback they're yeah. keeping it like um you she's know she's going off like, the reservation yeah, yeah. And she knows it's uh you know she's got to take some revenge don't yeah. piss off a snowman yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh so it was one of those things where i i gave it the benefit of the doubt thinking i'm like well they're deliberately making this a vague trailer. They want to, you know, keep a lot of it close to the, uh, playing it close to the vest because there's going to be a lot of huge things happening and epic things happening in this uh, movie. Turns out that was not the case. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Turns out um, not a lot happened in this film. And the story was so weird and convoluted. There was no villain. And uh, no villain. yeah, the, to, to the point where there was like, okay, well, then I can see why you couldn't cut a trailer around this movie. Mm. So the movie, to me, and this is, again, someone that really enjoyed the first one. Like when I heard Let It Go, when I first saw this movie, immediately in my head, I'm going, this is going to win the Academy Award for Best Song. Like I, like I, and right. I knew it. I'm like, right. this is it. This is it. And uh, 
sure enough, like a couple weeks later, that's all you heard. Anywhere that played music, that's the song <laughs> yes, you heard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Any speaker you yes, pass. Any, yeah, that, it would play that song. Uh, so I was excited to see this movie because I really enjoyed the first one, all the way from uh, um, the characters, the songs, the story. And also, they, the first one did a couple interesting things with characters. Like, uh, you know, your main character, like, well, is she the hero or the villain? Like, you know, is she, you know, she's got these powers. Is she going to turn evil? And, you know, and it's, it's based on a Hans Christian Andersen story about a snow queen that is not great. So, uh, it's about so, my wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, 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 guys. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> never mind. So, so you had all these different things kind of happening in this first movie. That uh, you do not have happen in this one. In this movie, it's about this haunted forest, and um, our protagonists have to go in and and uh, calm down some forest spirits. I'm like, okay, well, this is an interesting setup. Where's it going to so go? Just from like here? a forest spirit intervention. Yes, it, yeah. that's what. Yeah, pretty much. And <laughs> and like, and then we'll find uh, the a secret helpful of conjuring yes, movie <laughs> of uh, of what happened in the history. Like you know, these with the indigenous uh, apparently the indigenous frozen people that just appear, and then uh, with the um, the soldiers from the castle. Like you know, why can't they get along? Why are they still fighting? What's wrong with the forest spirits? Uh, so they shoved in the Pocahontas story no. into the Frozen universe. How, what? It made no sense. And then, like there, like I said, there was no villain. It was uh, well, okay. They're just kind of walking around, and she's throwing off her, her, um, you know, her frost powers and trying to calm these spirits. And then they stop. And like, okay, well, wait, what did she do that just stopped? Oh, well, she hit the one with ice. And like, okay, uh, this still makes no sense that it would calm it down <laughs> after that. Um, and here's the interesting thing. You could make an amazing film that ties into nature and far spirits and connectivity with the land. Studio Ghibli did it all the time. Everything from Spirited Away sure. to Princess yeah. Mononoke. Um, Avatar, the um, Legend of Korra, did an amazing uh, yeah, Avatar, attachment. You know, yeah. Avatar did a, a, yeah. a good job of like... It had a heavy, like, environmental protection yeah. component yeah. to it. You could so, do that. You could yeah. put that in there. You so, could... well, I, w- I was talking about the Janet Varney show, that, um, but the, um, the animated one. The, oh. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, 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 the, yeah. Uh, that was actually... But that they, one, too, actually. Yeah, but yeah, yeah that had, think but, about it. But that's another way, as bad as that movie was, it was an interesting way to introduce an environmental message and, yeah. you know, to the story. Um, this movie did none of those things. And I'm thinking, well, what... Okay, well, that dropped the ball. Let's see, how are the songs? Terrible. <laughs> Even the songs were bad. And it was one of those things that really felt like this was a sequel made by committee. And it yeah, really yeah, felt that way. How let that happen? Yeah, They're so smart on so many levels. I don't yes, know what yeah. happened there. Everything was incredibly bland. Like, every single song felt like... Oh, they're trying to imitate every song in the last movie. Like every everything from the beats to the tempo to like, okay, well this is it's a like Grease um, Two. Yeah, this is a it's a, that's really what it felt like, and it's like, oh, well, this is the uh, everyone remembers yeah. Cool Writer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh my God, it's exactly what it felt like. It felt like. Uh, those directed DVD sequels that they used to make, like, um, oh, yeah. and like, okay, well, we don't really have enough money to make this, so let's just hire everybody we can for the least amount of money, and don't worry about getting anybody that was in the first one. But that's the feel uh, like it had, although they did spend the money, and they got a lot of people from the, the wow. first one. It just went off the rails. Like, let's uh, use the budget of the first one without the creative vision or yes. talent. That's really, yeah. I'm like, like, and I, I was watching this even as a, you know, as someone who who's you know produced stuff, like, where did the money go? Where did the money <laughs> like, go? Yeah, and I'm like, if you're paying all these people to do this amazing work, like, it's it's clearly you know what what happened because this is subpar all the way through. The only stuff that was not subpar was the technical aspects of it, like the animation. Sure. The uh, everything was like leaps and bounds, like the way the characters moved, um, the detail, everything looked amazing. But you know, so did the Lion King remake. Who gives a shit? I mean, I'm looking for a, a cool story, and especially with Frozen, like better songs. Even my daughter, uh, she was like, it was good, but you know, I couldn't remember one song that they did. And, and I'm like, okay, when well, this is a 14 year old girl who's exactly the right. target for this so it was really really disappointing and and just because it was such a missed opportunity especially because this was not thrown out a year later this was years right. and years and yeah. years in yeah. development and uh songwriting there's a disney could and did take their time with this and one s- did your kids 
were they not? They on liked board? it, but the overall consensus was, yeah, it was good, but uh, first one was better. Like no one, no one thought, oh, this one was much better. Nobody. Mm. When your kids are at that age, where it's just like, yeah, that was good because it happened. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, 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 exactly. We went out, and yeah. then we had pizza. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, that was good. It was good. Right, yeah, right. it was still fun. You know, I got to go out and see some cool animation. And uh, um, so, I mean, there was a couple weird, like, uh, little trivia things. Like, Kristoff's uh, song, Lost in the Woods, is done in the styles of a 1980s power ballad. The sequence even <laughs> recreates scenes from well-known videos of that era, including... Uh, those from the bands White Snake and Queen. Okay, kids I, love White Snake. Yes, and and, and <laughs> who doesn't? What kid didn't have a Tawny Katain lunchbox? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kid who was yeah. born in the two thousands yeah. uh, doesn't remember yeah. a bit thing from thirty years ago? And David Coverdale action figure. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get now the I set with the car. Yeah, and oh, I have to get yeah. the car. And oh my oh, god, this is great. Uh, so. This is another great example of why this was like a complete swing and a miss. Like, first of all, why would you do that? It made no sense. Second of all, I love 80s power ballads, and I didn't get that read on that scene. Like, it wow. was so it was so kind of sloppy. So even put the together. joke for the parents yes, missed. Yeah, it, exactly. Even that <laughs> missed. I'm like, what? This, no. This, yeah, we're getting yeah. into film for no one yeah, territory. Yeah, we are. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so so what's just so surprising <laughs> Let's is... Let's uh, make yeah. a film for yeah. no one. Who's they with said yeah. it couldn't be done. Yeah. <laughs> but we're Disney. Yeah. yeah, it really felt like um, this movie, again, got noted and committed to death, and everything was just plain and boring. Now, you could have an interesting movie without, you know, a, must, uh, a mustache-twirling villain, like, I'm going to burn down the forest. And, that you know, there's other... Like I said, all those other examples, there's different things you could do. Mustaches are this, in. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. But there, but this one did none of those things. Like you literally had a couple of the main characters basically stuck in this forest through the entire film, whereas the first movie just opened up. You had the castle, and you had all these different characters, and you had all this different interaction, and uh, none of that happened in this movie. I don't know about the original source material, the Hans Christian Andersen story. Right. Is it mm-hmm. close to that? In the, I mean, the first movie, as close as Disney can get to. Okay, the, but so not exactly. Okay. Uh, but it's you know it's more like a story inspired by. But here's one joke that I liked, but okay. I also didn't get. Uh, you know, I didn't notice it at the time. In Graham a flashback, and I first we, yeah, we yeah, like yeah, to laugh. Yeah, and yeah. in, in a flashback, <laughs> Prince Agnar said it's like an Easter egg. He's reading a book by some new Danish author, which is an allusion to Hans Christian Andersen, whose fairy tale The Snow Queen inspired the plot of the original film. So uh, that is a really Your long kid way to must go. Have just doubled yes, over yes, when, like when a, that happened for an obscure uh, <laughs> Easter egg. <laughs> Uh, literaries so i i don't know it, it was um I, it, it's i just would have loved to have been in that room when they're creating like I'm, what who are we making this for again yeah i'm always on the fence when it comes to sequels because sometimes there's what you just described where it's kind of nobody really understood or had a, a clear vision for what to do with the second one right or it's like what happened with guardians of the galaxy where they make the movie, it's a hit, and then a bunch of people go, oh, I know what everyone liked. Right. <laughs> you know? And it's like, no, no, we didn't like that. Yeah. No, we liked the other thing. Yeah. Right. But you're giving us this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you which one happened, but I, definitely one of them. It just yeah. when, when, you, when you said movie by committee, yeah, and it's yeah. the the classic genre of movie for no one, as Matt yeah. said, yeah. Yeah. it just reeks of a bunch of suits caught in there and went ah, <laughs> let's focus group this. Yeah, to death. To, yeah. right. Yes, yeah. Yeah. you have a creative idea. No, you don't. Nah. Yeah, not anymore. You don't. <laughs> Here's a spreadsheet. You know, like <laughs> we're in the movie business. We don't pay you to be creative. Yeah, we're really. <laughs> They'll buy the toys anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it you're means. overthinking so, this yeah. meaning you're thinking this yeah <laughs> yeah so it was uh it was disappointing i'm sorry to say and uh even i was looking at uh like leonard malton on twitter and he was saying like look this movie's gonna make a lot of money it's gonna do really well i just wish i liked it better yeah you know yeah. so it's it's definitely getting very mixed reviews and it's not horrible so. though it's not horrible okay. because there's always something to like like especially even technologically like right. just you yeah. know visually it was it was beautiful in parts yeah but I, yeah i really like the first one but now you saying this i will not see this yeah i don't uh, i might go see the first one now well yeah. i would definitely yeah. see go it see it one. i'll yeah. go to my home and see it yes. <laughs> run out and see it yeah go yeah. to the frozen plex to see it yes. 
Yeah, I, if, if you had a choice, I would recommend the first one at home first. Okay, all, all right. right, okay. So, all right, now let's uh, maybe let our guests go next. Yeah, let's do One Cut uh, of the Dead. Yeah, so Matt, tell us about One Cut of the Dead. Okay, this is my new favorite film. Oh, excellent. And I think it's really good, actually. Let me guess. It's Wait a, a minute. Zo- it's a zombie movie? Now, Matt just <laughs> Matt just put his uh, teacher glasses on, wow. so now we know. He settled in. Yeah, like, he's, he had he's a seatbelt, he would have fucked yeah, yeah. I actually did bring one and, yeah. and a podium. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> With a laser pointer. <laughs> yeah. Now, it is a zombie movie, sort of, but it's mm-hmm. not really a zombie movie. Mm-hmm. It's a movie about making a zombie movie. Oh. It's, it's a very clever film. Uh, it was directed. It's a two, 2017. It kind of had like a slow build, but it's hugely popular now. And it was directed by Shinichiro Ueda. And it was done for a budget of like 3 million yen. Okay. Which is like about, I don't know, like $25,000. It's just, it's all like unknowns. A guy, this director apparently just went to some workshop and studied how to make a movie and put this thing together. But the story is, so this is what happens. You, the movie starts with this, it's about a half hour film called One Cut of the Dead and it is a continuous take for 30 minutes, a la rope, you right. know. Uh-huh. And uh, you follow this, and the story, One Cut of the Dead, the movie, the half hour movie, is about a film crew making a zombie movie, uh, that, and then they're attacked by zombies. A real zombie apocalypse <laughs> happens. So you see this, and this is pretty effective just in and of itself this half hour one take movie mm-hmm. but there's some strange little weird moments in it and you're like oh well that's a kind of an odd choice to happen there okay and you're watching this thing and then it ends and then it cuts to like four weeks earlier and it's all about this guy this director who is kind of known for doing schlocky stuff and he's tapped by this company that's starting the zombie channel and they want to do this one cut zombie movie. And so it's all about this director's ability to put together this thing and uh, have it work, this one take movie, and also deal with these studio types that are you know, butting in and making creative choices that he doesn't necessarily like. But he has this daughter who's a budding filmmaker who's on the other side of it where she's like, you know, stay true to your vision. And you, the rest of the movie is them just putting together the cast, getting it all ready to be recorded on the day that they're going to do it. And then everything that goes wrong behind the scenes as they're making the movie. And it's delightful. Well, it's a full feature, right? It's a full feature. Does it do, do things like while they do the, the, the four weeks ago thing, is there, they do that thing of like, there's a little news report in the background going, oh, a new virus has been found and they can't mm-hmm. find a cure. Is there any little things like that in there? It's No, it's really just about filmmaking. It's, and it's, a, <laughs> ah, it's, about, it's about filmmaking. It's, I, it's kind of the second half of the movie is, plays more like a farce. Like, I don't know if you ever watched or saw the play Noises Off. I have actually. Where, yeah. you know, you have like three different versions of the show, which is the, sh- the comedy and then behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And then the third act is uh, after everyone's arguing and everything's breaking down, all the gags are all off. And um, this movie has a little bit of that where you get to see all the little bumpy moments that you thought were strange in the one cut of the dead half hour film are all explained Oh my God! Uh, and they really cool. and they hit everyone just perfectly, beat for beat, and it's just beautiful. It really is. I mean, it's just handled so well, and it's one of the few zombie-related movies, aside from Train to Busan, yes, where I was moved by the end oh, of it. Wow! And I just thought it was kind of uplifting, and especially like when you get to the last scene. Like I, I kind of, you know, I, I felt a nice little happy place hmm. in my tummy. It was, it was, uh, it was great. Where and it's a really good movie. It's a, it's a perfect horror movie for a family holiday. <laughs> I showed it to my in-laws who are not really horror violence people mm-hmm. and they loved it. And to the point where they actually showed it to somebody else. 
Oh, so, so where is this? Is like VOD or where? Yeah, you iTunes can. Or yeah, something? I watched it on Shutter. Oh, but yeah. I'm pretty sure you can rent it or download it, mm-hmm. you know, through Amazon or wherever. Right. But it's a great movie, and I know that you guys would love it because, I mean, you guys, you know, we all love film, so it also really gets into the weeds of just that trying. Look, I'm just doing everything I can to make this movie work. And so this poor guy, this director, who's not really known, he's not known for, you know, championing uh, quality. Mm-hmm. And he has to deal with the studios like, oh, we want to put this person in this role. And it's a pop singer who's got kind of an attitude or a, like a teen actor who is difficult and they have to deal with these personalities. But at the same time, you got to be a director and you got to make these people hit their marks and get the performances out of them. And then there are some problems that happen. I don't want to give too much away, mm-hmm. but it's, it's so good. It's like, it's pitch perfect. All right. All right. We'll check it out for sure. Uh, one cut of the dead. One cut of the now. One cut of the dead. Yes. Now, uh, Graham, you saw long shot. I'm just going to assume, I don't know for sure, but you saw this on a plane. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't like director's cut that went through this, 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 the theaters. Um, yeah, I watched a, cra- a bunch of stuff on the plane. Um, and I, I wanted to talk about this because I remember when I saw the trailer, I was like on the fence. And there's some really funny moments in this movie. There's some, it's Seth Rogen. I know he didn't direct it, but there's, of course, a couple of gross out. He's got to go super gross. Yeah, there's always a few in there. He's got to do that. He just can't help himself. But, um, and I know he's like, oh, I'm crazy cutting edge. No, you're just being gross. (laughs) Is it funny gross, though? Well, what? Yeah, it's a little funny gross. So I don't mind gross. Just the joke has to work. The joke has to work. It's okay. Um, And, you know, they make some, some, make some good like social commentary points about a woman in power being asked different questions and treated differently than a man who would be in power um, in a funny way. Um, And there's just some, there's some funny moments. There's some moments where you're like, this is not realistic at all, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) But it's entertaining, but it's entertaining. And you know, it's a fine, it's a fine plane movie. And you know, Charlize Theron, She's a really good actress, and she. I love her in everything. I really great. do. She really, and she knows how to play this well, and and do yeah. the comedy of this, and uh, um, and so it's really, and the supporting people around her. Mm-hmm. There's a great thing of trivia. Speaking of supporting people, about Andy Serkis. Yeah. So yeah, the guy that uh, you know, motion capture guy that played sure. Gollum. Yeah. Uh, Does he play Gollum in this? He, yeah, he, he accepted the role of, of, of Parker Wembley. He then developed an extensive prosthetic makeup design for the character, a makeup regimen that required hours a day to execute, even though nobody asked him to do that. What <laughs> a sociopath. That's fantastic. Rogan remembered we offered him the role, and then he was like, okay, and then he started sending ideas for what he would look like, and we were like, what do you mean? I thought he kind of looked a lot like Andy Serkis, but he was like, no, I got this whole thing. And we were like, whatever, man. Oh, do it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know he, now i have to see this. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. there's and there's just some you don't have to add prosthetics to every movie it's, i know you don't have to, <laughs> everything doesn't have to be a mocap yeah. prosthetic weird you could just be andy circus apparently yeah. it does though <laughs> maybe he's afraid of showing the world yeah really yeah is. a lot of masks a lot of masks yeah. andy mm-hmm. um but the but it was really um you know uh which was it was it was a fun it was a, it was a fun movie and it was it was it was entertaining and they they work well together i mean obviously they were recreating not re, but they did whatever the he whatever what, the movie what is, they did some rom-com yeah. right yeah 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 something mm-hmm. somebody somebody did a thing with the something <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i, I love re- that movie i remember that movie yeah yeah <laughs> it was a sequel right yeah, yeah it was a sequel not as good as the first something thing mm-hmm. something something what yeah. is didn't so and so make a porno? Wasn't that the oh, one? Oh, oh, was that, that the two of them? The porno, somebody else, right? What? Kevin Smith. Oh, oh. Zach and Mira. But didn't know the they got, he got her pregnant. Wasn't the South the Seth Rogen Charlie Theron did a rom com work? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> one of those blonde. You know, I'm something. with you. I'm still with you. They did a something together when I, something happened. We're, yeah. <laughs> We're going to go back in time. Wasn't there we're going to that go to Australia thing? and we're going to make this work. Wasn't there that one thing where they were in space and then they went to an alternate planet? Yeah, right. And then she got knocked up. One of them was a zombie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Did something happen? I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, that movie's hilarious. Oh, no, that was called Tentacle Baby. That's right. yeah. <laughs> the gross out humor in that yeah. thing works. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it was a fine, entertaining um, thing to see. The other thing I watched, and I'm not going to talk about it yet, but I watched, there's a, there's a documentary about Carol Shelby, the guy that created the Mustang and the Cobra. Oh. That Matt Damon is playing him in this Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So this documentary, I'm seeing it in reverse order probably, is the documentary. And it, it touch, it's, it's all of Kara Shelby's life, but it touches mm-hmm. on this time period that I believe the Ford versus Ferrari movie is about. So after I see Ford versus Ferrari, which I'll probably see it this week, I will then discuss both of those movies. Because one is probably backstory for the other one, most likely. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm, I'm just, all I can say, I'm watching the Carol Shelby doc, I'm like, this seems like, just from the trailer, the Ford Ferrari seems like they got it wrong or something. That's just, just my... Yeah. Well, maybe a little too much Hollywood polish. Because yeah. first of all, Carol Shelby is this like tall guy with this dark wavy hair, this big Southern accent. He's this big figure. And in the movie, Matt Damon's like, I'm nerdy Carol Shelby that wants to win a race. And I'm like, what? Prosthetics too. Yeah, Andy Circus playing Matt Damon. Made him up. Yeah, Andy, I need some advice. What do I do with this role? Already, like watching this doc is making me already skeptical of this Ford Ferrari movie, which Mm. the trailer looked fine to me. It looked like a good piece of Mm. of Hollywood Oscar baiting. I like those actors. I like those actors and a race car movie. Sure. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. you know I'm a, I was a little bit of a gearhead when I was younger. Yeah. I'm in, you know. Underdog I story. You underdog. Know, this is the only time, you know, a company like Ford is going to be the little guy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and it's, you know, more American exceptionalism. Yeah. The, big, the big bad Italians are making us Americans feel bad. <laughs> yeah. How Nazi was, was Ford around this time? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was his son. So it's Henry Ford II. Okay. So it's okay. a generation removed from Nazi. Okay, all right. Well, that's yeah. good. That's good. Making progress. <laughs> <laughs> Step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So every th- generation of Ford loses a little more Nazi. <laughs> so, yeah. Now with less Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Ford for- Token Taurus. <laughs> a little less Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's that. Okay. You know, that's little, that's, I want to see it. I would actually buy the car if said a little less Nazi. Buy a Focus. Buy a Focus. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this about the Carol Shelby doc. It's an interesting doc, and mm. it's really cool, and it's all this archival footage and all those race yeah, guys yeah. from the '60s mm. with their, you know, glasses and their mm. haircuts and everything, and and um, it's it's interesting. It's it's co-directed by Adam Carolla, so it's just a movie made oh, okay, yeah. for hot yeah. rodders. That's yeah, all yeah. it is. If you're a gearhead, you mm. you got to watch this doc. Yeah. It's on Netflix. I always... produced by Jay Leno. Like yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's... <laughs> I want to live in the world. Of movie hot rods, not the real world. Yes, right. like I want to, I want to hang with like Tara Satana, you know. Yeah, and you know, kill people in the desert. Yes, yes. in a cool car. Yeah, in a cool car. I want to live in the Fast and Furious world. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Where I have a hot rod that defies gravity, mm-hmm. that can outrace a submarine yes. and <laughs> or a helicopter. Can, can you can you clear something up about that series? Because <laughs> I I'm I don't think I've ever watched one entirely. Mm-hmm. You're missing out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and I will take you up on that. But so the first one, though, is kind of about like street racing and yeah, stuff, they're, right? They're, and then somehow it got into like, it's Mission Impossible now where they're like <laughs> oh, no, it's taking be, down cartels. It's and, beyond Mission it's, Impossible. It's, it's, it's like, you know, how as, did that as, happen, as ridiculous as the Mission Impossible movies are, this is like, oh, well, no, this is the cars are driven by magic. Yeah. No, it makes Mission Impossible seem like a grounded, right? Yeah, more of an authentic. And do uh, we pretend that Tokyo Drift didn't happen? Is yes, like, how does, that's exactly what. Is we that do. what you do? Okay, yeah. right. mm-hmm. okay. Here's what happened. I think you're right on the money on this front. They made a cheesy. Okay. They made a cheesy <laughs> hot street yeah. racing movie where they're literally like stealing CD-ROMs or something yeah, like that yeah. in the first one, <laughs> and now they are like an international spy ring that yeah. has no jurisdictional. Laws yeah. at all rags to riches yeah. tale. It is every movie of American exceptionalism. An, yes, yeah. <laughs> every movie introduces another shadow government agency that doesn't have a name, and that that that, <laughs> that they don't have enough agents that they always have to go, you know, and find the the stunt. They have unlimited yeah. resources, <laughs> yes. and yet there's only this one team of hot <laughs> rodders that can solve this international crime. Yes, you go Ever. to the best. It yeah. is. <laughs> these movies are fantastic because right. it's like. A Jurassic Park um, with cars roller coaster, like okay. it is that preposterous, and they know it's preposterous, and they're letting you know they know 
that okay. it's preposterous. So how about how about is is there still even though there's incredible stuff that the car the car will do, is are there still like real car racing scenes and no oh no, no. okay no, that's all right, it. All right. there's know. always a chase but the chases get bigger and yeah. crazier there's no and... finish line on the uh, on the right. races and chases yeah. and uh, they involve helicopters like Rams at submarines and uh, I remember um, also watching it thinking that. Uh, um, okay, well now they're getting crazier and crazier and crazier. But also, you, you know, the they don't really spend a lot of time with any logical plot devices or anything. Like I think my favorite one was when they were uh, one of the things that they had to spend the whole movie doing was trying to find uh, Jason Statham's character, oh. and uh, like they were trying to use all this technology to track him down to find him, but. Wherever they went, he kept showing up behind them. Like, why don't you just sit still and wait? Apparently, he's showing up everywhere you <laughs> yeah. are anyway. What's the, you know, you don't have to find him. Apparently, he's in the back seat. So, uh, <laughs> right. With stuff Imagine, like, that. like, it follows, but, you know, you want that to happen. Right. <laughs> so, it was so ridiculous. But the thing about these films is that they know that you know that they know that they're ridiculous. So uh, well, that's good. And they lean into it. So they make them more fun. Like a movie that takes itself seriously and tries to do all that, you know. Is, no, that is, would be terrible. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this movie knows what it so. is. Okay. Well, I'm uh, on board. See Graham, you. we have some uh, Patreon sponsors uh, for a couple weeks later. And you again, you guys, angels. thanks for sticking with us uh, uh, to the end. Much, much appreciated. Like Johnny Rulon. It's got some short horror stories for sale. The first is called The Shell, and it's a Lovecraftian tale about a neighborhood that loses power and becomes victim to an unknown monster waiting in the dark. The second is called She, and about a high school held under the dark spell of an evil cult leader. Both right now are on Amazon Kindle for 99 cents, and you can get them by going to happyhorrorshowproductions.com and clicking the Buy Short Stories tab. And Fanboy Planet, a website and podcast for all things geeky and amazing. Fanboy. Check out Fanboy Planet for your comics news, your movie news, TV news, and amazing interviews with industry insiders and artists. Fanboyplanet.com. Fanboyplanet.com. And Coffee Over Suicide, a dramedy podcast about mental illness and choosing life over death one cup of coffee at a time. New episodes every Wednesday and Friday, wherever podcasts are found. Find out more at overcoffeeoversuicide.com. And the Art Podcast with Rebecca Evans. Thanks to Comedy Film Nerds for all the laughter Evans. and movie reviews. <laughs> Look forward to seeing what's next. When we move past hesitation, we're true to ourselves. We find our own art in life. Hear inspiring interviews at theartpodcasts.com with an S. And uh, Tony McFadden's 14th book is a gritty Australian noir. The murder of Jeremy Brooks, Pitt Smalltown, <laughs> Australian B.I., Dan McGinnis against corporate greed and corruption. A Sydney her- uh, surgeon hires Dan to find her husband's killer. The cops think it was a mugging gone bad. She thinks it was a hit. More info at tonymcfadden.net slash JB. Uh, Matt, a lot you of talent out there. Yeah. yeah you want to do one, Matt? Wanna do, do I want to do one? Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, read one. Oh, one. sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's <laughs> slow this down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Normally, I want to see yeah. the copy ahead of time. Yeah, I... I didn't think that would uh, be as long of an exchange as uh, that it was. Where do I read this from? All right, never mind. All right, All from right. Andy Bowman yeah, no, every week. Already, we're already over time. Everyone and Andy get together, discuss, critique, review, and sometimes bicker about the latest in geek news and pop culture. Become geek. a listener and join the conversation by listening to Geek 101 Podcast wherever you download podcasts. And I will say, because I'm promoting this Kickstarter, I've been on... Uh, Andy's podcast, Geek 101, Coffee Over Suicide, and Fanboy Planet this week. So I will be dropping uh, on a number of those. Uh, Jerome Sullivan, calling on Hollywood and Netflix and HBO. I urge you to go to jcsscreenplays.com to check out the briefs of his completed movie and television scripts. Sully. Including a murder mystery, sci-fi action thriller, coming-of-age musical, a rom-com, and more. Visit jcsscreenplays.com. And a contemporary classical composer who writes music people actually like. Congratulations to comedy <laughs> film nerds for 10 wonderful years of podcasting. David Heinick.com, H-E-I-N-I-C-K. Composer. Yes. <laughs> and All boxes are checked. Uh, Will Leonard. Uh, Will and Kitty would like to thank comedy film nerds fans and the Audacity Performing Arts Project for their oh. support of her riding to and MS. We'd like to thank... Uh, we'd like you to know that she is riding again the Bike MS Bike Texas new course from Houston to College Station. All proceeds go to help people who are living with MS as well as going to find a cure for this debilitating disease. Please go to willthetd.com slash CFN to find a link to her donation page. 
Texas. Go check it out. So thanks again, uh, Patreon I thought it was going to be biking. You don't know. You don't know. So now, we've got two trailers, gentlemen. Oh, boy. There we go. These are specifically themed for Matt Weinhold because they are properties that shouldn't be horror movies, but are. The first one. Okay. Hope you're ready. Fantasy Island. Yes. There is an elevator. And the answer is yes, that Fantasy Island. Press the button to the floor with no name. Starts off as Lost. Behind those doors is a life. Is that someone doing tattoo? It kind of sounds like it, yeah. Bloomhouse? Yep. What can't they do? (laughs) The plane. It's here. This weekend, you will be our guests. Here, anything and everything is possible. No service. It's not everything is possible. Mm, oh. like she's going to learn Hi, something. Mr. Rurik, let me officially welcome Michael you to Pena. Fantasy Island. Mm. Forcing an accent. Fantasy Island! I'm curious how this all works. What if your fantasy involves a person from your life? Holograms. Like Tupac. What if it's somebody who died? Tupac. Mm, see, because he died. True fantasy. Revenge on a childhood bully. Your life is about to change. I hope you're ready. Mm, music cut out. It's going to get creepy. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. lengthy stare. Wow. Really good hologram. There is only one fantasy per guest. Oh, that's kind of cheap. And you must see your fantasy through. It brought her back to life. <laughs> no matter what. Oh, February, that's Thank always God. a good sign. That's really her. Work. This is not what I meant. What the hell is this place? People die here. Now let's. Uh, what we asked for. I need to tell you exactly what the stakes are. Oh. We weren't brought here to have our own fantasies. I want it. I got it. I want it. We were brought here to be a part of something else. Oh, okay. Thank you for telling me. Oh. I'm your friend. I've always wanted to. Please explain your premise, because I can't get it from the trailer. <laughs> Wow. Okay, you know yeah. this is uh, like <laughs> I, I I can't say I had a different reaction. I'm 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 filled with emotion <laughs> because oh me too because if you just come to me and say we're gonna do a movie a remake of Fantasy Island I was like that could be really cool yeah. because the Fantasy Island premise was actually really cool was really cool I know it was on. ABC's Friday night hour of power or whatever, they would do this back-to-back with Love Boat or two hours back to Mm -hmm. each hour-long shows. Never get those hours back. You never. But the Fantasy Island, like, you know, had some Twilight Zone elements to it. There were some morality plays. There There was, like, learning about... Everyone learned a valuable lesson. Wherever they wanted it to. Matt Matt and I were talking earlier, too. There was a remake with Malcolm McDowell playing uh, um, Mr. Rourke that was a TV show. I never saw that. That was actually pretty good, but no one saw it. And it Mm -hmm. took all of those elements, like, made it darker, made it more of, like, a Twilight Zone, but kept all the interesting morality lessons in there. And uh, it like it blended like the fantasy with real world in a way where you're not really sure what's going on, which is great Fantasy Island episodes did. And just it it just no one no one saw it. Like mm. you, you go back and watch Fantasy By the way, this isn't the answer. Yeah, this is not the answer. <laughs> I will give it this. I will give the trailer this. You know how there are trailers where you're angry that they're giving away the whole movie? I'm thankful that they did that. Yeah, because yes. now I won't need to go. Yeah. Now I'm good. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I saw it. We're good. Yeah. yeah. I can check that yeah. box. We're mm-hmm. done. Yeah. All right. Man, that, and uh, it just seems, I'll bet you when you're watching the actual movie, the buildup, even if you're kind of intrigued, that the buildup is just intolerable. Like it goes on for right. 45 minutes before anything happens. Yeah. And I bet you they just, you're, you're somewhere in that buildup, you're like, Oh, I wonder if he's going to be the bad guy. Like, yeah. it's probably just going to be so obvious. Yeah. I, yeah, could have been it. Could have been good, but All you right. blew it. 
now. The next one. Now, this one I did see, unfortunately. Yeah, I can't wait to hear your take after we watch this. Um, Do you remember as a child, Graham, the banana splits? Fa-la-la, yep. fa-la-la-la. Mm-hmm. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Tra-la-la. are going to the banana splits awesome sometimes at night i see the splits riding around in the little cars <laughs> laughing and singing who's excited to see the banana splits yeah! rebecca i'm canceling the show what hey kids put on your ha- happiest faces because the Banana Split Show is about to begin. Where are the children? Mom, get out of here. Time's almost up. What? Who's <laughs> doing this to me? Dad, please! Let me out! Now the show can go on forever and ever and ever. Come on, you fuzzy son of a... I just really want your brother's birthday to be perfect. We're gonna have so much fun. No, no, you're not. <laughs> now I thought, oh, well, that's a parody somebody made on uh, on YouTube. It's a parody show. It's not a real movie. Oh no, it's a real movie. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I had to see it. <sighs> of course, because. I love the banana splits. You would you would have been awake at night going, you know, I I wonder what that movie's like. I yeah. kind of have to see it. Yeah, I mean, I have the banana splits. I have an episode on sixteen millimeter. That's the kind wow. of fan I am. I had the mail away record when wow. the show was originally playing. I loved them, and this magical fe- amusement park that you went. The premise of the show was kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's not, but in a fun, but in a fun, like only in the 70s they could have come up with that. It it had sort of, uh, it was a, Sid and Marty Croft meets Laugh-In. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And the songs were great. The songs were genuinely good. Uh, There were some funny moments. They had uh, a band that was like, it was like their nemesis was the the Sour Grapes Bunch. Right. Mm -hmm. And they were these little girls who would just come into their place and they would either do like a little go-go dance that would knock them over mm-hmm. or they would sing. And then that was the banana splits hated that, which I thought was hilarious as a mm-hmm. kid, this thing. Oh my God. First <laughs> of all, they're not robots in this. I'm going to give it away. I don't care. Yeah. You want, you want to write letters? Go ahead. <laughs> they're not robots. There were guys in costumes. So that's stupid. And, I think we could probably all agree that once again, here's an example of a movie for no one. Yes. <laughs> Who is this for? It's not for me. Yeah. Because it's nothing like the show that I was exposed to. Mm-hmm. And so why make it's a movie? It's not for any kids. Why? Yeah, it's why? not for kids. Yeah. If you're Stop. making a movie for people our age that grew up on the thing, then make that movie. Yeah. No, nothing. Nothing like it. Uh, they have the song. They have, and the costumes are terrible. And they don't do the impressions of the voices right it's just it's horrible it's so horrible and it's i'm picturing that pitch like (laughs) hey we're gonna do a banana splits movie but it's gonna be hard stop that's where it should have died right (laughs) yeah no why why would you do this stop validate your parking yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. get them out get them out get them out but i want to talk to you about the bugaloo get them out (laughs) uh yeah uh, have you guys seen this? No, no just the trailer. I've okay. deliberately avoided it because I, I, I again, I, I've, I, I would get nothing out of that film. First of all, I'm not interested in seeing those characters like you as in a horror movie. And uh, even if it was a good horror movie, I knew it wouldn't be. Uh, it still, it makes no sense. I don't, I, I wouldn't enjoy any frame of that film. Yeah, I thought maybe if there was a connection to the '60s. Now they kind of. They play fast and loose with the logic, obviously, all over the place. But that like it was it's this long running show. But then they add a human character who's like 
a, a part of the show that keeps he's like one of their cast their regular cast and no it was the banana splits yeah they had people that would come on the sour grapes bunch and so forth but it was really just this core group of guys in suits mm-hmm. and so like the more you start fucking with it then you might as well not even do it at all like right. why, why make up your own characters if mm-hmm. you want to do right. a you know children's House, you know, who play characters going yeah, out of control. Why license the the property? It makes no sense. Yeah. No. So, and I was wondering overall, is this like a weird trend that should stop immediately? Like taking these old properties and turning them into horror movies, like a, or horror properties? Like, because it's weird. Because this is two in a row, and I'm like, all right, well, it's twice. That's not always a coincidence. Is there going to be more down the road? I hope not. I hope people go well. Yeah, this was tried twice. It doesn't work. Good, good, good lesson to learn. Stop. So I don't know. Do you think, though, that you could have done the Fantasy Island one at least better? Just, yes. Yeah. Yes, I be- think so. Oh. Yes, because absolutely. Because the, the, the beginning of that trailer, the Fantasy Island trailer, I went, okay. A little yeah. intriguing. I was a little yeah. intriguing. Fantasy like, Island should have gone Twilight Zone, you know, not Hostile. Yeah. That's that's really where it should like have gone. Not, like Mr. Rourke is the devil or mm-hmm. you know get, whatever, something. Yeah. But, but Bloom like that's the problem with Bloomhouse. So yeah. they come in, they go, Well, we gotta make a hostile version of yeah. this. It's like, no, you Lowest common. I, I, I don't know why this 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 like <laughs> Watch the source material. I don't know why that escapes so many yes. of these yeah. shit Hollywood yes. assholes. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. Bloomhouse does some fine stuff, but why yeah. you don't have to make everything This was hostile. this was just a lazy approach. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. yeah. Like this was like very low hanging horror right. bloody fruit. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> yeah. Fantasy Island, you missed such an amazing up op- and both of yeah. them actually. Mm-hmm. You want to bring back the banana splits? Find me an interesting way right. to bring them back. There could be a way to do it. For sure. The Take f- a week and yeah. think about think it. Think about Honestly, it. Don't just slap together two <laughs> right. dumb premises. Yeah. Freaking Netflix did a prequel on the Dark Crystal, and it was amazing. There's yes. ways to do yes. it. Mm-hmm. That's yes. really good? Mm, it's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and what they did, again, a great approach is that you know you take the technology that existed back then, it's puppetry, but then you keep that core and you don't fuck with, oh, we'll just make it all computer. No, everything no. is still puppets, yes. but then everything is added onto, like there's some visual effects, there's some stuff, but it's real subtle, but it just makes everything look a little more organic. But the bulk and the main focus of the show is the original artwork and the um, uh, of puppetry. Mm-hmm. We were talking mm-hmm. a little bit on Monster Party mm-hmm. about how... Especially when it comes to CGI. CGI is one of those things that just dates so quickly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because when even when you're watching it at the time, you can go, oh, my God, that's incredible. And then th- three years later, you look at it and you go, oh, my God, wow. that yeah. just sticks out like a sore mm-hmm. thumb. We were talking about. That doesn't look real. No. <laughs> like, remember the Relic, the movie mm-hmm. The Relic? And there's this uh, creature that's on the loose in a museum. Exciting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's part of it is practical effects, Stan Winston, and then mm-hmm. the other part is CGI. And the CGI, the minute the CGI kicks in, you're out. You're just out. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And so there's a reason why people have fond memories of the Dark Crystal. They go back. They like the puppets. Do mm-hmm. the puppets. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You, you, don't, you don't have to CGI everything. And no. when you advance the technology on practical effects, that will withstand the test of time. Yes. Yep. Because it mm-hmm. it's a practical effect. It's happening to that actor. Yeah. The, uh, They're not screaming in front of a green screen. I think that lad, last Mad Max movie was a great uh, um, example of that, where you had Fury Road, where you had, oh, these are great practical effects. Yeah, they were. But, you know, I remember our friend... Uh, um, Todd Perry said, yeah, but there were still a lot of visual effects in that movie, but they're seamless because you actually have guys driving cars and then stuff is layered on top of it. I could have done with less layering myself Mm -hmm. in that movie. And I could have used a little bit more Max in that story <laughs> as well. But I, st- I do like it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Back to what? She was great Charlie's Theron? Oh, mm-hmm. always great. Right? Yeah. But also, when it comes to practical effects, I always go back to, I think, the standard bear, which is John Carpenter's The Thing. Sure. You can yes. watch that movie right now. Yeah. And everything is just as shocking, just as effective. Horrifying. Because creepy, it was yeah. good practical it was effects. Good. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was good. You know? Um, All right. So. All righty. 
All right, so I want to talk to you guys about the Kickstarter, uh, Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master. It is, uh, it is going, but uh, we definitely need your help to get to the finish line. We're probably about a third of the way. We've got two weeks left, so we really, really need your help. We want to really close out with one last win. Uh, much, much appreciated. And uh, uh, like we said, when you pledge, you can then add your comments on the Kickstarter page, and I will read them. And some of these actually just came in today. So I want to thank you guys, and here we go. Um, from Joe White. Thank you for the many hours of enjoyment you provided. Love the last book and looking forward to this one. The spoiler episodes were a brilliant idea, and I hope you now both go on to have a lot of success. And maybe drop the odd episode on the feed every now and again. The yearly Oscar picks with Doug was a great idea. Thank you again. Uh, from we Jesse. Might do that. Yeah, it's not, you don't it's know, not you impossible. Don't know. From Jesse. Hello, hello. I'm posting from China. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, throwback uh, to the bad ac- episode, the bad accents episode. <laughs> Any chance of doing another all accent extravaganza episode before you close up shop? Yeah, I've been listening for a long time. <laughs> Chris, you and Graham are a great podcast ca- podcasting team and bounce off each other so well. Although I am Team Graham forever with regard to Tree of Life. Yes. Sorry, Chris. Fair enough, sir. Uh, I'll miss the podcast, but totally understand your reasons. Looking forward to see what else y'all do next. And, uh, Thank you, Jesse. From uh, from Chris. Hey, Chris. I missed last Kickstarter, but purchased the book afterwards. Loved it. That was long ago and far away. Can't wait for this one to drop. Hope it gets funded. Me too. A cheers, Chris from Australia. Hey, what's up? And uh, from Jesse Miller. A lot of Jessies and Chris's. Yes. Yeah, they are. It's um, it'd be weird if they're like they're all the same age That'd be great. too. It's uh, um, it was what was that documentary where the three triplets found each other? Yeah, <laughs> that, that's what they're all yeah, Andy yeah, Circus. Yeah. <laughs> From Jesse Miller, uh, fuck yeah. Last a project where I can curse in the comments again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you drop one F-bomb in the comment section of someone's artisanal tea cozies and suddenly you're a monster. <laughs> I'm so glad you're sponsoring artisanal tea yes. cozies. Thank you, sir. All kidding aside, thank you for all the time and effort you that you and Graham have put into comedy film nerds. You guys were always a staple of my podcast listening and your leaving will leave a hole in my listening lineup as well as my heart. I look forward to finding and supporting whatever new projects the both of you find. Also, I can't wait for Graham's graphic novel, which I assume will be one long Batman monologue about the values of a socialist government. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Done. I'm going to start writing that today. (laughs) Just Samurai Batman Socialist. That's what it's going to be called. Uh, From Joshua uh, Hammock. Uh, I cannot say how much I will miss you two in my earbuds. I may not and did not agree with your movie opinions, but you made me laugh so hard. I felt like I got to know you guys. I will miss you to your two antics and point of order points of order. I am saddened I will not get to hear more Marvel spoiler episodes with you and Jackie. And the Oscar preview with Doug Benson were some of my favorites. Generally, I would win the Oscar pool because of hmm. the two of you. I would politely not select Chris's choices. So, <laughs> again, fair enough. Because I, you know, I, I get Oscar baited on a, lot, a couple you, of these things where I just have these weird tangents that I grab onto that have no basis in reality. No, and they don't, they're not <laughs> yeah. in line with any of the nope. Golden Globes Mm-mm. or any of the trends that know. are happening that have just happened in the award season. And yep, they only happen in my head. I don't know how it happens, but yeah, it's you get it's drunk on a you, movie. I can't I can't argue you with pick any of what these. You want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is not the way to go. Yeah. Good luck with your future endeavors. I can't wait till the reunion shows. I will miss you guys. And from Will Leonard, hey. uh, Chris, thanks for everything you've done for us as well as all the entertainment you have given us. The Kitten Hand Army is still here waiting to pounce. Just keep whittling the laser pointer. Nice. Um, Megan Corbin, thanks, Chris and Graham, for the wonderful memories. Your indie perspective will be missed. I'm a hardcore movie and Oscar junkie. Thanks to you. Oh. Cheers to your next chapter. Thanks, Megan. And Andy Bowman, thanks for 10 years of comedy film nerds and giving me the chance to plug my podcast on your show. I wouldn't have it without CFN. I'll be closely watching all of your future thanks, endeavors. Thanks, Andy. These are so sweet. So aren't these awesome? Oh, and it's beautiful. I wanted to add this. Anything you guys want to say and on the comments, but if you guys want to ask questions, too. Like sure. last week, somebody asked a question for Mark Wade. So I'm like, if you want to ask Graham and I questions, that's totally fine. You know, just, uh, you know, don't make it too weird. You know, but uh, you can make it a little weird. So those uh, will be my questions. Yes. <laughs> but I really appreciate you guys. Um, you know, we we only have two weeks left, but we can get to the finish line. But we definitely need your help. The thousands of you listening, if you like the show for the last 10 years, 
help us go out on a win. One last uh, project that can get funded that we could finally make the movie for. So, and there's some great tiers. There's a lot of stuff left. There's still two spots on the last Comedy Film Nerd show. One is gone, but you can definitely, there's two left. And uh, all of the Spend an Afternoon with Graham Elwood are still available. Yeah. So, whoa, um, whoa, Graham, tell whoa. us a little bit about uh, that. I will take you either surfing or we will have a martial arts class. You're choosing. Um, and can I have both? You can. Oh, if you want, <laughs> Matthew, you can have both of those. If you want to double up, I'll yeah. take you surfing, and then we'll uh, we'll do some martial arts training. My martial arts are a little different. <laughs> I don't we, know whether we, you'd be we, scared or creeped out. We, both, please. Yeah, I was going to say um, it yeah. could be both, <laughs> but we both win at the end. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, I guess I just added a new weird creep tier. Yeah. A Matt Weinhold creep tier. Fair enough. And uh, you can actually get your name in the book. There, you can pick the Temple of the Obsidian Dragon, the Temple of the Golden Dragon. Uh, there's tours of Starburns, uh, the animation studio that obviously does, uh, they, did, they uh, did Rick and Morty, uh, Namalisa, um, Moral Oral, and uh, Animals on HBO. So you get a tour there. Uh, digital library from Starburns. There's a lot of really cool stuff there. And one of the things I wanted to say on the show today, how about this, Graham? What do you think of this? If we fund, we will do a Star Wars spoilers app. Spoiler app. Okay. I'll make that. If you if this funds, uh, we'll do an extra Star Wars spoiler. So it'll be episode 601. Yes, it'll we be 601. Do, we we'll do, do a Star Wars spoiler oh app. But if it doesn't, no. <laughs> you get nothing. <laughs> All right. That's good incentive. All right. All right I'll I'm, just, e- I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. There's a little, mm-hmm. whoa, suddenly mm-hmm. CFN might live one extra, oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, extra yeah. episode. Yeah, just might do it. All right. So I'll do a Star Wars spoiler app. If this in, thing In funds, costume? Yeah. <laughs> good in costume. <laughs> Don't cast him! <laughs> All right. I guess we'll live stream it yeah. if you want us to. That'll be a stretch goal. If it overfunds <laughs> by a couple thousand dollars. If it dollars, overfunds, then we'll wear costumes. Yeah, yeah we'll wear okay. costumes. Okay. All right. We'll live stream it. If it yeah, overfunds, we'll it. that's yes. a stretch goal. See yeah. what I do mm. for you listeners? Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> You've added a creep tier. Yeah. yeah. A, like Star An Wars episode. costume tier. Yeah. And I a, make uh, dreams come true. And a, and a weird <laughs> stretch goal. So, and nightmares. Oh, we're going to make Aaron fire up the cameras in here then. And uh, <laughs> yes. I can have to get costumes. But where would we be able to find Star Wars costumes? This is going to be crazy. Oh, forget it. <laughs> I know. Wow. I know a guy, but. Yeah. Too- <laughs> I don't want to know your guy. I don't want to yeah. know your costume you guy. Tell me everything I know. Yeah, he already. <laughs> Some weird he already furry the cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> he gave me my brown belt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Oh my God! All right, all right. So there, now you have it. You got all these bonuses now to uh, pledge to the uh, uh, Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master. You could go to Kickstarter, type in Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master, or you could just go right from the link at the Comedy Film Nerds homepage. All right, Graham. We have a couple DVDs, not many. Uh, We have Angel Has Fallen. Of course it has. And uh, Where Did You Go, Bernadette? That's what we have on DVD and (laughs) Blu-ray. If you could mash these two movies up. (laughs) I think so. That would be really cool. You know, suburban mom, wife just has enough and she just leaves and then rescues the president from a terrorist plot. Like that. Charlize Theron, Seth Rogen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where'd you go, Bernadette? To save the world. Yeah. <laughs> Red wire, blue wire. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Do it. And uh, I'm like, oh, this conspiracy goes all the way to the top, top. Bernadette. Don't you understand? Yeah, don't you? On? You're in too deep. Uh, You're yeah. wound too tight. Oh, Shouldn't they do God. a movie where it doesn't go to the top? It just goes to like the middle. Some yeah, mid-level assholes yeah. Yeah. problems. Yeah. It goes to like the city council and yeah. then just stops. Yeah. And then it, when it gets to the top, oh yeah, we fired that guy. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> we fired all the way to the school yeah. board. We had a town hall and we took care of it. Yeah. yeah. The guy voted mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's done. They're yeah. paying back the, the guy. That, he stole money. We paid it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's all good. Yeah. The um the school lunches are funded. Yeah. School lunches are funded. The money's allocated for solar panels on the school. We're gonna still do that. It just got delayed. Don't worry. If we can't get a meeting for this, (laughs) come on. (laughs) So, and uh, premiering this week, uh, Knives Out. I cannot wait to see this movie. This looks great. What is this now? This is the uh, thriller, the Ryan Johnson thriller that has uh, James Bond as a uh, detective that's trying to solve a murder mystery. And, uh, but it's like kind of a weird family kind of drama. I'll tell you, it's, 
it couldn't be better release date like of like oh thanksgiving sure. you know we're you know a bickering family they're kind of killing each other fantastic uh, i'm on board i can't wait to see this movie i'm intrigued um queen and slim this is an interesting movie it is getting terrible reviews on uh mm. on um uh, imdb but uh, very low rating but Honestly, it looked the trailer is making it, it look good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very curious. It's a uh, you know a traffic stop gone wrong, and I think the cop gets killed. But then these um, uh, this um, African American couple then have to go on the run. Mm-hmm. So there's some interesting things in the trailer of like, uh, well, no, it was an accident. This was awful. And then there's you know they're finding support. We're like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And, you know, powered. I love what you did. I'm like, well, no, it was. I didn't mean to kill. Like, it was an accident. But and then it escalates from there. And it, it goes. It looks like from the trailer it goes to some interesting places about race and police and you know mm-hmm. society. But um, but you know, IMDb. Says yeah, no. but IMDb. The uh, the reviews are not matching with the excitement of okay. the trailer. So right. I don't know how this movie is going to be. Like That's it could a shame. be. It could be one of those movies that's really poorly put together, but the trailer editor like uh, spent an extra week on it, you know, to, get, uh, to make okay. it look yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see about this movie. All right. Well, that's episode yep. 493, folks. That is it. Welcome back, Graham. Good to be back. It's good to Welcome be back. back. Yeah, good to uh, have you back. Please join our December 12th final episode. Yes. That uh, that um, um, special guest list keeps growing. Keeps growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Steel, Steel uh, Saunders, Tom Merritt are now uh, nice. joined. Yep. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Will Anderson uh, said he might, he might record something for us to play. He was going to try to actually fly out oh, for it, but great. he's too busy doing... He's got a yeah. TV show or whatever in, in Australia, so... Uh, get go to GrahamElwood.com or DynastyTypewriter.com to get tickets for the show. It's the last one. It's a live event. We're having a party afterwards, and it is selling out. And a lot of I, you know, I'm getting emails, especially through Kickstarter, that uh, and people that are buying stuff in the store. The store is open again, by the way. People are buying the our final um, um, merch merchandise yeah. in the store. Uh, people are flying out for the show, which is nice. really cool. So I want to thank you guys. Yeah. That's going to be really great to see all of you. A lot of you have said, you know, I've got my tickets. I'm flying out. I, I can't wait to be there. That's so great. it's going to be really cool. Uh, Matt Weinhold, where can people listen and watch you and all that business? Well, I mean, really, what we're talking about here is Monster Party. The Monster <laughs> Party podcast. It's You've done the show. It's so it's great. You know what it's like. So much fun. It's a party. It's an yeah. actual party. Mm-hmm. And it goes on the length of a party. Yes, yes it does. I block out my calendar. There I'm you like, go. Oh, okay, it's a well, full it's... night. It's drinks. It's food. It's yep. merriment. Yes. It's dysfunction. It's yes. so great. I remember uh, just eating really good Thai food. And then talking about I don't know all the stuff. Yeah, we yeah. you did the uh, the who would win, right? Mm-hmm. Come on, how much fun is that? That's so fun. Who would win in a fight is a great one. It's always good. Yeah. And uh, I remember my wife always asked me, "Well, oh, you're doing a podcast. When are you going to be back?" And the answer is always, <laughs> "I don't know." I don't know. Yeah. Dawn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we do this podcast, and it can be found uh, anywhere good podcasts are found. I do it with my friends, my good actual nerd friends, mm-hmm. Sean Sher. Larry Stroth and James Gonis and uh, they're all we, great they're it's all so much great. fun yeah and they're a bunch of kooks and we really love each other even after all this time doing this show <laughs> <laughs> incredible well right on folks so uh, go to the Kickstarter if you want us to do a Star Wars spoiler app uh, and then uh, December 12th, join us at the Dynasty Typewriter. I'm doing progressive comedy tour shows in Southern California, December 13th at Ventura Harbor Comedy Club, December 14th at the Sycamore uh, in Hollywood, and a bunch of 2020 dates are all at GrahamElwood.com. So definitely check that out. And thanks again for the uh, Kickstarter support, and uh, we'll see you at the the final show. Thanks again, everybody. Yeah. Um, thank you to Matt Weinhold. Thank you. Thank you to Aaron Brungard and everybody at the All Things Comedy World Headquarters. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first. McClunky. <laughs>